Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. And welcome again to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Racky here with Pastor Steve Pearson. We're so glad that you're with us today. And uh, for the past few episodes, we've been talking on the subject of priorities. Uh, Priorities in our relationship with God, priorities in marriage, priorities in, in family, and how important it is for us to allow God to set those priorities. The last time we were with you here on Shouts of Grace Radio, we talked about the, the priority of the pursuit of God. And one of the ways that our lives are transformed in our pursuit of God is through the, the gaining of knowledge, the increase of knowledge of who God is and what He requires from us, and that leads into wisdom. So here on Shouts of Grace Radio, for the foreseeable future, we want to spend some time learning about God's wisdom from the Proverbs. Uh, We want to talk about the kind of wisdom that God is calling us to, and then how that works itself out in our lives, Um, the practical application of the knowledge of who God is and what He requires from us. So, Pastor Steve, we are going to turn in our Bibles and invite everyone who is listening, either live on the radio or by podcast, shoutsofgraceradio.com is where you can pick up the podcast. And we are trying to get that distributed to all the different podcast feeds, uh, so look for that. But if uh, if you can't find it in one of those, definitely just go to shoutsofgraceradio.com. Pastor Steve, the book of Proverbs is is the place in the Bible for wisdom. Why is that? Why why have we decided that all wisdom is found in the book of Proverbs? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you. First of all, there's probably something in there for just about every facet of life. You know, right. I, I think there's, you, you know, you want to talk about money. There's stuff about money. You want to talk about, you know, speech. There's stuff about speech. You want to talk about, you know, uh, a godly conduct. I mean, there, in, anything you can think of, I think probably has some sort of reference mm-hmm. in in the book of Proverbs. And so, um, and I, I think the 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 key too is in the book itself internally it the 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 book of proverbs suggests that you go after wisdom with everything right. that you got right it's a pursuit it's it is a pursuit right and so when we talk about when we talk about knowledge i mean people people gain knowledge about life right they're 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 moving about their experiences their interactions with situations and other people you're gaining knowledge knowledge on how to act knowledge on how not to act right Wisdom is the application of that knowledge. So, so you're you're taking what you learn, but you're applying it in a way that 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 shows God's imprint and His move upon your heart, right? And so, when when it says that that we're to go after wisdom with everything that we got, there's actually, if you look at the Book of Proverbs, there's there's several instances where the Book of Proverbs. Wisdom personifies itself, mm. right? So, so it presents itself as a person who is speaking, right? right? And, and calling out to people. And, and let me just read a small little section here in, in Proverbs chapter 1. It says, 
um, in verse 22, how long will simple ones, will you love being simple that's untaught or unlearned? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has has heeded because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. Now, a lot of times people look at that and they say, well, this is, this is God who is, who, you know, who, who's laughing at it. And, and I get that. And, and there's a certain truth to that, but this is wisdom talking and saying, look, when I speak to you, when wisdom says, do this, and I do the contrary, then when you cry out, wisdom laughs because you chose not to listen. You chose not to, to heed wisdom's instructions, mm. right? And so, so it's a very, it's a deeply personal book that, that just, that drills into the human heart, Keith, in a way where, where you can't escape. You, you, there's, there's, there's nowhere to run. I mean, it, right. it, it deals with the human heart in a way it says, you know, like the famous verse, Proverbs chapter three, verse, you know, verse three, four, five, and six, when it talks about, you know, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths, right? There's, there's, there's wisdom in the book that's telling you there's a way that seems right to you. But if you do that and you choose not to acknowledge God, that there's calamity waiting for you. So it right. really is extremely practical. In fact, it's kind of the one-liners of of, of yeah, the Bible. Yeah, you know really what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's the Twitter feed of the Bible. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, one of the things about the Book of Proverbs that stood out to me from early childhood, uh, my mother would actually read the Proverbs to us. I remember being a teenager and having a pastor say, "You know, read a chapter a day in the Proverbs mm. from the day." Uh, from the chapter that corresponds with the day of the month, right? So Proverbs 1, today's June 1st, right. uh, that we're recording this. Not that this is airing, but that we're recording. So this is a great day to begin the book of Proverbs. And if you are listening to this on a day that's not June 1st, then <laughs> whatever today's date is, take a listen to uh, 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 to the chapter for the day and just right. see what God says to you. But the one thing that always jumped out to me is that that not only is wisdom personified— you know, it's not just a concept, but it's a, it's it's a person, but it's also a woman. Hmm. Like she yes. cries out, and every single time wisdom is referred to in the Book of Proverbs, it's a woman. And I, I've thought a lot about that. Like there is something um, about a strong, intelligent, graceful, poised woman that captures people's attention. Hmm. If you're a child, you might think of your mother. If, if you're a, a man, you think of a woman that kind of commands the presence of the room. And, and Solomon is very deliberate in using that illustration to say that there is not only this stature, this poise, this grace, this strength um, in wisdom, but it, it also becomes the cap to the, to the end of Proverbs when he says, look at the woman. Look at the what we say the Proverbs thirty one woman, mm. right? Like he actually says this this is the woman who has command of her family. She has command of business. She's respected. She's gracious. Like he uses the whole book of Proverbs to give us this wisdom as a person. This wisdom is this strong woman, and then at the very end he says that this woman can be you if you are a woman. This can be the woman mm. you're married to, the husband who trusts his heart with the, the, the children and the husband rise up and call her blessed. You know, these mm. these these are the things of of that I think God is doing purposefully in a society that either A demeans women 
or in a society where women are trying to be like men, God God says, no, 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 women are such this magnificent creature uh, that I've, I've made that man, man had everything he wanted, but there was one thing missing, a Mm -hmm. woman, a companion, someone, you know, and, and, and so he uses it. And I think that, I think that's something that sometimes is often missed is that God uses a woman to elevate wisdom Hmm. and he, and wisdom is meant to elevate women to the place that God has purpose for them. So I would hope that as you're listening to this and as we talk that we're reminding it's not just a person, but it's very deliberate. It's like when I, when I used to think of wisdom, I I think of like a Gandalf character, you know, uh, (laughs) an Aslan from, you know, some, some sort of a, a wise or strong sage. And, and here he's saying, no, think of a, of a strong, gracious, powerful, poised, intelligent woman of strength, you know, that when she speaks, people listen. Hmm. And, and I think that's so important. God, God intends that wisdom get, uh, gets our attention hmm. and that we stop and we listen to it, whether you're a small child, you know, on, on, the, on, on the knee of your mother, or whether you're a man and, and there's something about uh, you know, uh, the feminine character that captures attention in a pure, elevated way. Right. Um, God God gives wisdom the feminine identity. That's right. And, you know, when you talk about wisdom, Keith, it's like, you know, we have, we have, God has both communicable and incommunicable attributes, right? right. The, the, the incommunicable attributes are those things that, that serve as, as a, as a distinction between him and humanity, mm-hmm. right? He's omnipresent. He's omniscient, right? He's, 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 you know, never changing. He's, he's immutable, right? Mm-hmm. He's eternal. <clears throat> those are things that humanity doesn't get, right? right? But then when we talk about the communicable attributes of God, we can look at Galatians 5 and the fruit of the spirit, love, right. joy, you know, peace, kindness, long suffering. Those are all those things that are about God's nature that he wants to impart to us, right? And he wants to right. turn us more and more into these things, right? In First Peter, he talks about us being partakers of the divine nature, a fancy theological term is called theosis, right? We, we, it doesn't mean we're like God in the sense that we possess those incommunicable attributes, but we do possess and we turn and God turns us in from one glory to the next mm-hmm. in these communicable attributes. One of those is wisdom. Right. And, and so where, where we might start off, you know, First Corinthians 3.19 talks about the wisdom of the world being foolishness to God, right? And and let's face it, when we start our journey of faith with the Lord, we come out, we we basically come out of the womb, if you will, the spiritual womb, very ignorant of a lot of things yes. and very unwise, right? In in how we might interact. And, you know, I, I can think of you know, when I was first saved, I, I was very unwise in how I wielded the sword of the gospel, right? And just how I would, I was kind of reckless with it. And I think in God's mind, you know, or, or at least in God's eyes, you know, some of that is is like, oh, look, look, look at my, look at my son. He's just fresh and new. Right. And, and then the other times I think God just face palms and he's just like, oh my gosh, what is this guy doing? I'm going to have to right. clean this mess up, you know? But, but, you know, as we grow in the Lord, God gives us wisdom. And, and, and there really is a distinction, Keith, between the wisdom of the world 
and the wisdom of God. Right. And, and and God would say, the wisdom of the world is complete foolishness to me. That's like right. like for instance, we're we're getting ready to to make some steps of faith at Redemption Hill. That in the eyes of the world, if you were to look at it, you would think to yourself, this is so unwise. This right. is just not right. right, you know? But in the in the in in the element of faith, you know, in the faith community it's it's not a wisdom that we equate with with that 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 world it's something that's found in the lord and, right. and so i think we need to always remind ourselves that god is wanting to turn us into wiser and wiser people to communicate that attribute to us right and that will be contrary to the world yeah very true when paul is talking there in first corinthians about wisdom he says that there is a wisdom that has to be discerned spiritually you cannot fully click in to the wisdom of God until you have been born again, until you've been regenerated by the Spirit of God. And so as we go through Proverbs, we're not just looking at good practical application for business and family and relationships and all those kind of things. Those are there, and that's important, but we're also asking God to give us a spiritual understanding of the wisdom that leads to eternal life, and that is so important. So as we now begin in Proverbs chapter 1, we are going to allow God to teach us what this kind of wisdom looks like. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. So, Proverbs chapter 1 the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. So we know who the primary author of Proverbs is. Um, we have an understanding that there's kind of there's two aspects to the book of Proverbs. One, that Solomon is writing out of his own experience and his own lessons learned, but he's also compiling what he has learned from the culture around him. You know, uh, the, their, the, the term proverb is not necessarily exclusively biblical, although there is a book here, but, you know, Proverbs, advice, um, you know, sayings, uh, practical advice, you know, all these things, you know, there, there is a certain, there's a certain nature, a certain culture that wants to learn how to boil concepts down to these simple phrases. And so the author, being Solomon, is doing both two things. He is compiling good, sound, practical ideas and, and, and giving it a context that, uh, you know, helps us in our relationship with God, but he is also writing some very specific things about what God has given to us in wisdom and what God requires of us. So Solomon is the author in the sense of he is the one that compiled all of this together. Um, he is not the, ex the originator necessarily of all things here. We also believe that the Bible is inspired by God. You know, we're, we're told that the scriptures are God-breathed. Um, and so we recognize the divine inspiration upon Solomon's authorship of this, that God is ultimately guiding his pen and his thoughts, and and we get to be the beneficiary of not only Solomon's, you know, education, but of God's direct wisdom through the pen of Solomon. He says here in verse 2 of Proverbs 1, 
to know wisdom and instruction. That's the purpose of what, of what the Proverbs is all about. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So that's the first seven verses of Proverbs that sets up the purpose of this book. Pastor Steve, to know wisdom, to understand words of insight. What are, what are some thoughts, initial thoughts there, on what he is leading us towards? Well, I think, first of all, you know, you, you think of, I believe it's, don't quote me on this, I believe it's First Kings chapter 3, when Solomon is faced with this massive task of leading the nation of Israel. He could right. have asked for a lot of things. And so I think we see the heart of Solomon when he petitions God and asks for wisdom to lead his people. Now, practically, Keith, you know, you know, as a pastor, you know, that is a great request because yes, how is. often, you know, are are we sitting in our in our living rooms with situations not not really asking God provide the finances because we we get it. I mean, you know, we we do pray that or or you know, we we buckle at this because we realize we're leading people and and we need the wisdom of God to lead people to handle situations. God how do I respond to this? What do you want me to do with this? Because because the, the the outcome could be devastating, right? right? And so I love the fact that Solomon realizes as the king, before might, before power, before anything, he needs God's wisdom, and God mm. grants it to him. And, mm. and I think it's interesting that that many people believe that the book of Proverbs was actually written towards the beginning or middle part of Solomon's life, and the book of Ecclesiastes was written towards the end. Right. And what a contrast, Yes, because we do read that that Solomon, um, though he asked for wisdom, he did not heed the warnings of God when God said, you know, don't amass to yourself riches and don't amass to yourself might or women. And what did Solomon do? He did those very things, right. right? And so when Solomon speaks from the book of Ecclesiastes, he speaks from this place of experience that when you read it, you're realizing, man, this guy has been through the ringer, right? Yeah. Everything is vanity. Um, and so the point, Keith, I think is is wisdom comes certainly with age. There's no question in experience, but it doesn't. Wisdom doesn't have to come at the expense of of disobeying God oh, wow. and 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 actually living the hard life because right. the reality is God gave Solomon wisdom before he experienced all those things, mm. but. It wasn't enough, and is of course the, the 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 depravity of humanity took him over, and and, and he went and pursued those. So I, I think it's important to realize the source of wisdom comes from God, yes. right? And we don't have to pay the price in order to have life experiences that are contrary to the good life that God wants us in order for us to have wisdom. Now God will work through that for sure, but Keith, like we start, we started off this episode, just be, if, if 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 we go through the experiences of life, that's knowledge. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean wisdom because there's a lot of people that experience life and they experience the same thing again and they experience the same mm. thing again mm -hmm. and over and over. And what they're showing is not that they're applying wisdom. They're just, they're just, they don't get it. They're just accumulating knowledge. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're accumulating knowledge. 
Yeah, and you and people talk about well, in my experience, well, in my experience, and you think, well, in your experience, how's that really changed your life? In your experience, what what difference does it make? If I could borrow one of the modern uh, political excuses, but what difference does it make? And that is a great question. What difference is the knowledge that you have obtained from the Lord making in your life? And the rubber meets the road. And you, you mentioned this earlier there in Proverbs chapter 3, where he says, trust in the Lord and don't lean on your own understanding, right? Hmm. Knowledge, understanding, the next step is the application, and that is wisdom. That's right. And so where does the ability to apply what we know and to apply what we understand, where does that really begin? That begins with the, the request of Solomon. That's right. Give me wisdom. Lord, show me how to do this. Yeah, and it and it, it begins with the verse you read in verse 7 where it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Mm. You know, now certainly what we're not saying is we're not saying that that if a person is to be wise, that, you know, wise in life, that, that they have to know God, okay? P- right. Please understand this. I mean, there, you know, I, I know a lot of people who don't know the Lord, but they have they have wisdom. Mm-hmm. They, they they take knowledge and they just apply it. But I will say this, Keith, there is there is a godliness to wisdom yes. that you are void of if you don't know the Lord and you don't have the fear of the Lord. For instance, I can I can experience something in life and get say get burned in a relationship and I don't need to know the Lord to know that okay, I need to be careful with who I with who I open up to. Right. Or I need to be careful with with who I become friends with. Right. I don't need to be I don't need to be a Christian to 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 apply that, take that knowledge and apply wisdom to it. However, when I'm a Christian, okay, it has a different context to it because now I understand that that that, you know, when Scripture says, um, you know, evil communications corrupts good manner. I have a reason as to why that went south or the reason as to why that went bad. And so now when I apply that knowledge and, 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 you know, exercise wisdom, it helps me in the future choose friendships that are godly hmm. that would prevent that. So, so the, 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 this weaves its way yes. through, through every part of our life. Yeah. And, and the wisdom that we're called to Jesus illustrates when he says, what does it profit a person to gain the whole world? and yet forfeit his soul. Like, you can be wise in business, wise in health, wise in, you know, as Benjamin Franklin said, the things that make you healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's right. You can be smart in those things, and you can have a successful life, but at the very end of it, what does it mean if you have not believed in God through his son, Jesus Christ, and allowed him to make the spiritual connection and and, and bring that spiritual life where wisdom has an eternal reward? Mm. not just a temporal benefit, right? There's a temporal benefit. I want to be healthy. I want to be wealthy. I want to be wise. I want people to like me, those kind of things, you know. But no, what about the eternal nature of all of this? What does it profit for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose his soul? Well, we got about a minute left, Pastor Steve, and we're going to continue this conversation in the weeks to come, the episodes to come, talking about the practical applied wisdom that comes from the Word of God in the book of Proverbs. I would really encourage you, if you don't have a daily Bible routine, why don't you start with Proverbs? Whatever today is, whatever day of the week it is, uh, or day of the month it is, if it's the 12th, if it's the 27th, whatever day it is, start with that chapter and just read through it. 
and ask God, just like Solomon did, Lord, give me wisdom. Mm. I I don't need all of these other things if I am a foolish person. Lord, give me that kind of wisdom. Well, Pastor Steve... That's about it's been all fun. It for, yeah, it has. If you want to uh, hear this episode and others again, visit shoutsofgraceradio.com, and uh, we would love to connect with you there as well. God bless you, and we'll be together with you on our next episode. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.